and uh, that's excellent. Okay, so we're going live stream. Just give me one second till I work this out. Hold on. Okay, yeah, I wanted to get the mutes on first before it all starts screaming on the, the page as well as on the Zoom call. So, hallelujah, we are live on the Facebook page as well as uh, here on uh, uh, Zoom. What a blessing to get together, uh, to fellowship, to press in together, uh, just to really seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and to pray as well. Uh, it's so encouraging to see uh, testimony or to hear testimony and to witness what the Father is doing in our lives. And isn't it a blessing just to get this time together, um, to get to know each other more? Um, and I hope you all get opportunities to interact with others in the group, uh, even off of the Zoom call, you know? So always make a note of who is on and uh, just connect with people, share with people, and let's be an encouragement to each other. We've got uh, Tyson with us as well. Welcome, blessings to you. Thanks for joining with us. If you are uh, tuning in on the Facebook page, just give us a shout out and let us know that you are there. It's uh, I, I'm not getting the, the reports coming up just now, but maybe that will happen a little later. Um, but we are uh, spending a bit of time on John chapter 14, 15 and 16. And I hope that um, you're taking time just to meditate on this portion of scripture. And like we've said over the past few weeks, uh, John chapter 13 to John chapter 17 are a really important uh, uh, message and part of Yeshua's ministry and preparation for Yeshua paying the price um, uh, and the, the sacrifice for us, uh, dying on the cross for our sins, and also to re or to bring in the, the new covenant. What a blessing. So these portions of scripture are vitally important about the victory of how we are called to live. What are some of the keys that we need to have? And, uh, you know, I enjoyed uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the true vine. I am the true vine. You know, just so we have that clear understanding who Yeshua is. When uh, the Tanakh speaks about the vine, it's talking about Israel. And here we have Yeshua saying he is the true vine. And when we look through all of the scriptures in the Tanakh concerning Israel, concerning the vine, you see the disobedience, you see the breakdown, you see the problems. And tonight we're coming to a really exciting part within uh, this portion of John 14, 15, and 16. And it's the part of verse 9 to 17 we're just going to look at today and just spend a little bit of time uh, in this section. But before we start, I'd just like us to take a moment uh, to pray. Um, Dave, would you like to pray for us this evening as we just get started here? Yes, uh, thank you, Kenny. Shalom, everyone. Uh, what a blessing it is for us to to have this opportunity 
to uh, have a connection with uh, Kenny and, and everybody in Israel and have a, a close connection with him to let us know and, and actually a truthfully knowing connection that we can trust. So thank you, Father. Appreciate this so much. But uh, yes, I'd, I'd like to thank the Father for all of the hostages that we've heard have been released. And uh, we just ask that he would continue to bless us with more hostage releases until each and every one of them has come home. So we thank you, Father, for that. And uh, we just ask for um, blessings for each and every one of us. Um, I know that some of us are, are hurting and some of us are suffering different trials right now, but we just ask Father to bless each and every one of us. And uh, I, I'd like to mention a, a brother and sister that I've uh, been just, just got done talking to. Um, she has, has had a, a terrible physical ailment and has uh, kept, well, she was in the hospital for a couple of weeks, but she's home now and now she's bedridden. So I would just, uh, her name is Jan, and I just would like to ask for a special healing miracle to happen with her and uh, so we could all pray for her. So thank you for this opportunity and Father bless and uh, in Yeshua's name, amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, we stand in the gap for Jan as a group this evening. And Father, whatever uh, areas of healing is required over our body, we just ask for supernatural strength we stand upon the promises of the scripture it says that by the stripes of yeshua we are healed so we speak healing over jan right now and we ask for just victory uh, over her health situation that she will experience just the love and a touch um, of healing from the messiah in yeshua's name hallelujah hallelujah amen Okay, well, I'll give you a couple of bits of updates here. Oh, we've got Gerda with us as well. Good to see you, Gerda. Blessings to you. Um, we've got uh, Rene on uh, the Facebook page. We've got Alexandra up there in Texas, and we've got Sal uh, Robertson in Danoon in Scotland. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. It's a blessing having everyone on the call. And just remember, you can put comments, and you can also do chats if you're on the Zoom call, you can send private chats to people there. You just select them or you can select to everyone. Uh, we do usually have Russell with us. He usually puts the scriptures up, lets us know where we're at. So if anyone feels like they want to add the scriptures as we go along, that's great. And uh, uh, Esther is co-hosting tonight. You remember last week, we're right on the edge of the storm. I had the, the dog couldn't cope with the weather. Well, anyway, the weather is coming in again. We haven't had any rain since the meeting last week, and it's about to start in the next five, ten minutes. Uh, we've got a big storm front coming through uh, for maybe five or six hours or so. So that's what we're getting ready for right now. But I want us to, uh, well, well, first, just to give you a little update for those who have just joined as well. We talked about it at the beginning. 
Uh, we are in the midst of the ceasefire. It's day three of the ceasefire. It's a blessing to see the hostages released. Obviously, the last night was a little tense uh, when it looked like the war was going to start at midnight last night, Israel time. And uh, we did see the release of the hostages. Um, it's about half past one in the morning they got back and just with all the process. Anyway, Hamas's focus is to cause as much hardship and trouble in the process. You know, it's just, you know, they just want to make sure they're doing everything to irritate and cause even more pain, stress uh, to the families that are waiting for their loved ones to come out, uh, especially when they knew the names of those that were coming out. So keep in prayer this evening, the 84-year-old lady, I haven't got her name up right now. I suppose I could find it. Um, but she, uh, Alma, her name is, Alma Avraham. She's 84. She's in critical condition in hospital. She was airlifted um, as soon as she was handed to the Red Cross. Uh, they got her prepped for uh, being airlifted to the hospital in Israel. And uh, she's got life-threatening issues. So we just stand in the gap right now and we ask, Father, for a miracle over our life, for healing, that you protect our life. And uh, we just thank you, Father, for a good report in Yeshua's name. So, yeah, it's been quite tense uh, through this rest time as everyone is trying to get uh, repositioned. It's like, uh, you know, some people don't know what to do with themselves. I was walking the dog at the beginning of uh, the ceasefire and down by the beach and it's uh, 6.30 in the morning. There was just hundreds of people all at the beach. They all felt like they had this opportunity that they could go out, even though there's no ceasefire here in the north. So anything can happen at any time up here in the north. So we don't we don't know, uh, you know, if we are really going to experience peace through the whole time, even though Hezbollah said they were going to adhere to the ceasefire time that Hamas is stopping. So uh, we know that's taken place, but uh, anyway, we've had different drones uh, and different types of attacks coming in over the past couple of days. It, it hasn't, uh, we haven't had uh, alarms go, going off uh, since nearly one o'clock yesterday afternoon on uh, incoming um, uh, airplanes or drones, uh, so that they are sending in a bunch of drones. One was blowing up over just next to us here at two two o'clock, two thirty in the morning, uh, two days ago. So um, you know there still is a little bit of uh, tension here, but we're definitely all getting prepared for the next round. But we are praying that the the time for uh, the ceasefire will be extended. Um, for the whole ten days to get as many hostages out as possible. If we're if we're in this ceasefire now, let's get as much uh, of the people out of Gaza as we possibly can. So that's one thing we are praying for. But we know that every day Hamas is going to be doing nothing but causing trouble uh, in the process. And what was causing the delay last night was their demands. They were demanding to have. Um, uh, other uh, uh, like high profile terrorists released and that's what they were demanding 
And that's what was causing the delay. And of course, Israel was not going to comply with that. So there's a lot to pray over here in the land. Um, we've had some great opportunities, uh, continue to have opportunities to share our faith. Uh, we have the letters of hope we're giving out everywhere we go and just ministering to people in the opportunities that we have. This week, we were also had the privilege of actually going on the front line in the northern border um, with the artillery division um, we took uh, after the heavy rains. Um, a few days back, we took up uh, a replacement tent for uh, one company of soldiers because their tent got uh, blown down, ripped apart, and they didn't have any provision for tents. And I was just speaking to a friend of mine or one of my old neighbors from where we used to live, and he was saying they've got the same problem in the south with the weather. Uh, his son is not on the front line in Gaza but he is preparing to go into Gaza and the, as soon as the ceasefire is over. But they are having the problems with their tents being damaged. And uh, the IDF are just not bringing replacements. And this is what's quite amazing, how the country flows. The people start gathering around and start doing things. And uh, Ronnie, I was speaking to, he was telling me that they organized washing machines to go in in the back of a truck. And they took the washing machines in pretty much to the front line so the soldiers could get their clothes washed. <laughs> so uh, we did see some pictures of that a few weeks ago, but that's still going on. And there's uh, many people are making meals uh, to get uh, to the front line. Uh, when I was with the soldiers uh, in, the uh, in the north, uh, I shared with them uh, about our love uh, just to uh, to see the Jewish Messiah um, revealed to everyone here in the land, I gave them letters of hope, and it was it, you know I wish I had a picture. Of course, you couldn't take pictures of these things of where I was, but just to to see them with the flashlights on their heads, reading the letters of hope, like four people all gathered round. Reading, reading one letter, I was just like, yeah, Father, thank you. And they weren't embarrassed. Um, I was with some believers yesterday, and uh, one of the, the, the group was testifying about doing aid work up on the Golan Heights and helping with uh, the children and the families that have been misplaced. And one of the things that they said is through that whole week, of uh, working up there with the families, and that's with the parents as well as the children. Um, they they were doing you know all different types of activities and helping, but uh, she made a point to say, but I never shared Yeshua with them because I didn't feel it was right to do so. And you know this is the problem I think we have is we have we lost our confidence. In sharing Yeshua, are we afraid of persecution? Are we afraid of what people will say? Um, and many, many times when we do share our faith, people are not offended. They're actually encouraged. They're okay. They're like, no, that's okay. And, you know, we need to plant seed and then we need to start praying in the spirits over those seeds that have been planted, that lives will be changed, that uh, we'll see an impact in those who are hearing uh, the or reading the letters of hope and hearing 
the gospel for the first time. So, yeah, this is a land that needs the gospel. Hallelujah. You know, not many people truly have heard the gospel here in Israel. This is an unreached people group for the gospel. <laughs> so we've got some work to do and we've got some prayer to do on that as well. So what I want us to do is I want us to press in in John chapter 15. And I want to say to you all again as well, the reason why we're doing 14, 15 and 16 is I want to encourage you. I want you to set time aside and join with me in pressing into these chapters. I want you to experience the richness of the spirits, the richness of what Yeshua is saying within this portion of Scripture. And the reason why I'm saying that is these chapters have so radically, supernaturally transformed my life. You know, the, the, the exploits that I've witnessed over the last 40 years or more, yeah, 40 years, something like that, is because of being grounded within these portions of the Scripture. And uh, it's very important. We've got to understand the work of the Spirit. We've got to understand what it truly means to be in Messiah. We've got to understand what Yeshua is speaking of here. And this is the message of the gospel. He's preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. That's what he says at the beginning of chapter 14. Why? He's saying, listen, I'm going to put things into motion that are going to bring in the, the you know, the next phase of the, the redemption of mankind. Hallelujah. We are born again of the Spirit. You are not your own. You're bought with a price. You're not just a person that has the Messiah in your backpack or in your rucksack, as we say in the UK and Europe. You know, that's not where we're at. We have him dwelling within us. We're not called to operate on the authority or the ability of who we are in the flesh, but we're called to tap in to who he is in the spirit, to allow the Ruach HaKodesh, let the spirit flow through our lives. Let the boldness, the authority of Yahovah be revealed. And listen, if people get offended, let them call you before the courts. Let them call you before judges, you know. And just as we see in the book of Acts, what were they saying? Oh, listen, don't be going around talking about Yeshua anymore. We don't want you talking about Yeshua. And, you know, what What was the response of the apostles? Well, that's not going to happen, is it? Why? Because we understand the resurrection power of Messiah. So I want to encourage you to, to really get hold of these few chapters and press in and press in and, and listen and take a few verses and just meditate on them and allow the Holy Spirit to uh, really bring them alive to you, because I want us to get uh, just a deeper revelation of Messiah and the Father and the Spirit as we go through this portion. Okay, so John chapter 15, verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Now, what do we see here? We see that Yeshua, his sin, the Father, he was the one who loved me, so I love you, now remain in my love. What's he saying? There is something about 
um, uh, uh, you know, we we are receiving the baton of the love of the Father. You know, the the love that has been talked about here by Yeshua is a love that when you receive the love, you know, if you haven't got your receiver up, you know, there's all different signals, there's all different noises and sounds and stuff going on all around us. And, you know, you go get yourself a little radio with a receiver and with an aerial and you can start tuning in, you can fine tune and you can find all different types of things going on. It might be music, it might be someone speaking. There's all sorts of communication going on out there. And what we need to do is get tuned in to clearly hear from the Father through the Son. Yeshua says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And on saying that, this helps us understand that we don't want to get caught up in Judaism. We don't want to get caught up in false religion or or, or religious uh, ways of, of living out our faith because we recognize it is about relationship. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. So everyone else who's got good intentions, you know, that's all they've got. It's good intentions. It's not going to allow them to connect to the Father. So when you see people, even in the area of Judaism, they, you know, even with their passion and uh, their love for their religion, it still doesn't count for anything if they are not in Yeshua. And what have we been saying over these weeks? There's an important message that needs to be delivered here in the land of Israel, especially. And that's the message that this is the time for repentance. And the number of people I've said to on the streets, you know, when are you going to repent? Are you at that place right now where you're going to repent? And I remember one woman looking at me like, man, that's a little bit forward, isn't it? You know, (laughs) I just met you. Now you're telling me, when are you going to repent? But this is what it's going to take. This is what Yohanan ben Zechariah, John the Baptist, what was he doing? He was standing. He says, repent for the kingdom of Yehovah is at hand. Teshuvah. We've got to get to that place where we understand the importance of repentance. You know, we are called to love one another as he has loved us. So what we see Yeshua doing is he's setting the example and in him setting the example, he says, the father loved me. Now I've received that love. <clears throat> I've loved you. Now remain in my love. Now here comes that word remain. And, you know, it's it's not just uh, to stay, you know, remain. You know, it's not like stand frozen like a statue. It means continue in my love. Remain in my love. Continue to walk and follow my example. And uh, what I love about this is, you know, we are called to impart the love of Yehovah to others. What does it say within the scripture? Everywhere where that we go spreads the fragrance and the knowledge of Yehovah. So have we got the fragrance of the King of Kings upon our lives today? That's what we need to have. We need to have his fragrance upon us. You know, Yeshua, he supplies us with everything that we need to fulfill the obligation to continue in his love. I want you to think about this. What does he do? He provides us with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. He also provides us with his grace. 
And these are two very key things that we need. We know that we don't add up. We know that we fail. We need the mercy, the grace of Yahovah in the midst of everything that we go through. So let me just put a little marker in here just now, just so I can find my way back uh, to John 15 quickly. But I would like you to go to 2 Peter uh, chapter 1. And uh, I just want to pull a few scriptures out within these areas to encourage us. Um, because I want you to understand who you are. You are born again of the Spirit. So don't look at yourself uh, as someone in the flesh, but see through the eyes of the Spirit. If you remain, if you continue in the love of Yehovah, you will experience his richness and his goodness. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, His divine power has um, given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Just think about that. His divine power has given us everything we need. You don't need to be afraid at living out your life in Messiah. You don't need to be afraid that you're going to fail because if you remain, if you continue in the love of Yahovah, you're going to experience the richness of his provision. And that's what I want us to get hold of and understand. I want you to experience the provision that he has for you. So when he says, remain in me, and listen, there's so much noise out there in the world. There's so many uh, places that want to divert you, take you away from the things of Yehovah. That's why we need to make sure our life is a life that's committed to the place of meditating in the presence of Yehovah. Because if you don't create that habit of being in the presence of Yehovah, this world system will swallow you up and it will dilute you down so bad that you're, you're, you will have a mediocre uh, life in the spirit. And that's not what we're called to have. We're not called to be least in the kingdom. We're called to move and experience the great things of Yahovah. And what we saw in the beginning of chapter 15, it says it's, it's the, the Father's desire that we bear much fruit. And as we remain in Messiah, we can bear much fruit. So his divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, isn't it interesting? It's through our knowledge of him. Do you know him? And this is the authority that we have. It's in knowing him. So it doesn't matter what comes at you. If you just know about Yeshua, you're not going to have authority and you're not going to have ability. If you just know a little about Yeshua, you have a little authority, but we've got to know him. We've got to be found in him. We've got to know him uh, uh, who has called us by his glory and his goodness. So it's not by us that we're saved. It's not by our works. It's through his glory and his goodness. Um through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And what's this talking about? 
it's talking about that there are promises for us. You know, um, they're, they're precious promises. And, and what's what's it saying here? That we, we've got to get to that place where we participate. And I love that word that's in there. We have that invitation to participate in the presence of Yahovah, participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. You know, how long does it take for the enemy to tell you that you're no good in the morning? Huh? <laughs> this is why, you know, I encourage us, first thing when we get up in the morning, let's be filled with the Spirit. Uh, not filled with what's the next text message, uh, how's your Facebook doing or your social media. No, let's be filled with the Spirit. Let's get to that place where we are participating in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So those desires that are going on within your life, are they desires unto him or are they evil desires? If you're filled with uh, mountainous evil desires, then how do you change that? You take it by participating um, in the divine nature, by making a decision to recognize what Yeshua has done for us, that we need to be in him. We need to continue in his love. We need to walk in his ways. I want to read just these extra couple of verses here because it's an awesome portion of scripture. Verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness uh, mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, hallelujah, these are things to be added. Come on, let's add them to our lives each day in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Right? Increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Messiah Yeshua. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brother, Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. So how, how do we confirm our calling and election? Well, we add to our faith. We, we recognize that as we press in, we see the goodness. We see the knowledge. We see the self-control. We see the perseverance. People give up so quickly and so easily. And we've got to persevere. <clears throat> Whose report do you believe? You know, uh, we have authority that's found in the spirit. We can take hold of that divine power that has been uh, given to us through knowing Messiah. The more we know him, the more we allow him to operate in our lives and the attributes of the spirit will flow from our lives Hallelujah. So what's our focus here? Our focus is getting to that place where we are not um, uh, being corrupted by evil desires. Yeah, you know, we don't have the fullness of salvation because we don't have our heavenly bodies. <clears throat> so until we receive our heavenly bodies, 
And, you know, we're betrothed to Yeshua until we've had the wedding supper of the Lamb and receive our heavenly bodies. We've got a battle that's set before us. We've got to fight that battle. We've got to put on the armor, uh, the spiritual armor. We've got to wage war against the enemy to see victory in Messiah. So that's a, a, a nice portion of scripture that I want to uh, just uh, leave with you there. That's 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to verse 11. Now, if we go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse uh, 4, and it says this, But because of his great love for us, Elohim, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Messiah, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And what's the two key things we talked about? We talked about the importance that if we are experiencing and remaining in the love of Yehovah, what provisions will come our way? The provision of the Spirit, the Spirit, and also the provision of His grace. We cannot experience salvation if it wasn't for the grace of Yehovah. It's not by anything that we have done, but it's, it's, it's through the grace of Messiah that we have been saved. And Elohim raised us up with Messiah and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Messiah Yeshua in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Messiah Yeshua. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of Elohim, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are Elohim's handiwork created in Messiah Yeshua to do good works, which Elohim prepared in advance for us to do. What an incredible scripture of confidence. Listen, you didn't choose him, he chose you. It's his grace that has saved you. Look, all of this has been set up for what? You know, uh, for we are Elohim's handiwork, verse 10, created in Messiah Yeshua to do good works, which Elohim prepared in advance for us to do. So we can have confidence today. You know, I am not here where I am by accident. You are not where you are today by accident. If we are walking and being led by the Spirit and seeking to, to live our lives in accordance with His will and purpose, then you are in the right place at the right time. So the Father is saying, <clears throat> I've prepared works for you to do in advance. So the question is, Father, what are you doing in, in my area? What are you doing in my life? Why have you placed me here for such a time as this? What are the things that you have called me to do so that your name may be glorified? So this incredible grace that is um, incomparable, incomparably rich, his grace, it's available for everyone. Hallelujah. So that's what we want to stand upon. We want to stand upon his promises, his grace. And I want you to go to Titus chapter 2. Just remember the T's if you've got... Uh, your electronic uh, scriptures, you just press the little down thing and find Titus. If you've got your actual physical Bible, you're going to the T's. I love all the T's together. 
Titus uh, at the end of the T's, um, chapter 2. I'm going to read a couple of verses there in verse 11. It says, For the grace of Elohim has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So what's the Father's desire? That everyone experiences salvation. So if we ever find ourselves in a place where we shut our mouths and we're not sharing the love of Yeshua, Listen, maybe we just need to get in trouble. I don't, you know, is anyone listening to me today? Maybe we need to get in trouble by speaking out the name of Yeshua, you know, finding ways to minister his love and bring him into the conversations that we are having. So for the grace of Elohim has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled and upright and godly lives in this present age. Wow, isn't that amazing? So why is the grace, the provision of his grace so powerful, right, that it teaches us to say no? You know, I do a lot of counseling and spend a lot of time uh, talking with people, even leaders uh, who've experienced some crazy events within their life. And Many people have a trouble with the sinful nature. They struggle with the sinful nature. They struggle with addiction because they've lost connection of the love of Yahovah that was given to us by grace. Do you appreciate the grace of Yahovah over your life? Do I appreciate the grace of Yahovah over my life? I want us to take a moment at this portion, that we just take a moment and, and we just acknowledge you. Yeshua, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for salvation through Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. He who is forgiven much will love much. So what's going on in the area of love within your life before the Father? What are you experiencing for such a time as this? Well, listen, if you have the revelation of the grace of Yahovah, and that's the grace that leads us unto salvation, right? We, we experience his mercy and his grace on an ongoing basis. But the greatest example within your life and my life was the day that he saved us. Now, you know, just think about that day of salvation. What led to you? receiving Messiah. Um, you know, everyone's got different testimonies, different experiences. You know, I was rebellious. I was away from God. I hated God. I was trying to live a life as an atheist. And uh, when I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't because I invited him to speak to me. He just communicated with me. And he said, he who lies to himself is the greatest fool of all. I am God and I am real and I died for you and, you know, I care for you. Words like that. And that that was just what I didn't want to hear. It wasn't like I was tuning into that channel, but that was the moment the Holy Spirit, the hound of heaven, started to come after me to bring me to a place of salvation. I still had choice. I, you know, what am I going to do? With this, am I am I going to live my life as a fool when I've seen signs and wonders and miracles and witnessed incredible testimonies in people's lives? I'd just been in a meeting 
where an 11-year-old boy just stood on the stage and shared how he was supernaturally healed from leukemia, you know. And as he was speaking, the whole room was just filled with the tangible presence of Yahovah. It was powerful. And in the midst of all of that, you know, the love of Yahovah can break through, uh, can break through anything. <clears throat> and his love comes to us by his grace. It's so powerful what we see here. So let's just read verse 13 and, and the next couple of verses. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great Elohim and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Are we eager to do what's good? Have we been redeemed from all wickedness? Do you accept the forgiveness of Yehovah? Some people, they, they get born again, they repent of their sins, but they find it hard to let go of the baggage of the past. You are a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are new. And we've got to walk into the richness of his blessing and experience the fullness of what it truly means to be purified. So we don't stand with our righteousness. We stand in his righteousness. We are cleansed by the precious blood of Messiah. So that's Titus chapter 2. Uh, awesome scripture there. Uh, as we are just opening up these couple of verses, or we're <laughs> still on the first verse here of uh, John 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain, continue in my love. Hallelujah. Let's uh, take a little jump to the book of Psalms. And uh, one of my favorite Psalms actually is Psalm 103. And, uh, you know, one of the, the early scriptures I memorized was in Psalm 103. Obviously, it talks about praise, uh, Yehovah, my soul, and all my innermost being praise his holy name. But it says in verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. And I want you to think about that. And I really believe it doesn't matter how long we've been walking with Yehovah. Listen, the enemy, he's a deceiver. He's an attacker. He wants to find ways to weaken your faith. He wants to put holes uh, in your faith and in your armor. He wants you to feel that you're not good enough. He doesn't want you to be empowered. But we are here today to be empowered by the Spirit, to be strengthened by the Spirit, to recognize the heart of the Father is to get your sin and remove it so far. In fact, as far as the east is from the west, that's removed it beyond any place where it could ever come back again. Yeah, because it's still gone. It's still going to the east to the west. It's still going. It's never going to stop. Right? It's not like, oh, it hits the wall like a tennis ball and starts bouncing back. But let me tell you, there's many events and sinful things that's happened within your life since salvation or, or before salvation. That's like that tennis ball bouncing off the wall. And you've got to make a decision. Let it go into this place that we see in Psalm 103, verse 12. Let it go as far as the east is from the west. 
and recognize that that's how far he's removed the transgressions from us. So stop going out chasing your transgressions. Stop going out trying to bring them back into your life when you have been set free from these things. But the key scripture I want to look at right now is in verse 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, Yehovah's love is with those who fear him. And we're talking about the love of Yehovah. It's with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. So there's many areas within the scripture we see in chapter 14, 15, and 16 of John, where Yeshua is telling the disciples, he's telling all of us, he says, listen, I'm asking, I'm telling you to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to apply yourself this way. He's encouraging us. If you obey my commands, if you remain in my love, if you recognize that I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener, you remain in me and I will remain in you. You can ask whatever you wish in my name and it will be given to you. He, everything that's happening here is, yeah, you're born again. You're experiencing the born again experience, but there's many people who are born again and don't compare yourself to the life of another to determine how good of a believer you are. Use the scripture to compare yourself. You know, I don't want to know how I am in my faith compared to Ian or to Esther or Gerda. No, I want to use the scripture. I want to go to the scripture and I want to say, Father, I want to press in. I want to heed the word. I want the Torah to be your instructions, to be a living part of everything that is going on within my life. So what do we see here? We see the importance of remaining in his love. And it's verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. So he's saying, listen, I've given you instruction. Follow my instruction, and it's going to go well for you. And this is what we saw in the Garden of Eden. This is what, you know, uh, when Yeshua's walking with Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, this is what's going on. Listen, if you uh, eat, uh, you know, of, of the right trees within the garden, you're going to have eternal life. Yeshua is the tree of life. And we are able to participate in the tree of life. We have eternal life, but we also have the divine power of Yahovah. And that's maybe a, a good study in itself to think about. What, what does it mean to have access or to operate and function within his divine power? It's talking about Yeshua operating through us. And what's the purpose of what he is saying here? As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Now continue in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Well, we've seen the glory of Yehovah over the life of Yeshua because he's obeyed and walked in the commands of the Father. And we know the Father and the Son are one. The, the, the commands of the Son are not any different to the commands of the Father. He's saying, listen, follow my example. 
I've experienced the richness of the Father. I'm, 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 I'm giving you the richness of the Father through me. And I'm calling you to remain in me. I'm calling you to experience my love. But then what does he go on to do? He goes on and he's, he's bringing all of this together. And this is the part where I really feel the body of Messiah has lost it because we've dealt with so much about our personal salvation. It's about your faith, your walk. So when it comes time to pray, well, it's personal, brother. Uh, can you pray for me? It's personal. Well, how can I pray for you? Well, can we just come together and let's pray together? <laughs> no, it's personal, brother. I don't want to, you know, how do we get to that place where it's not about your personal relationship? Yeah, you, it's personal, but you're part of the body. And if part of the body hurts, we need each other. Yeah. So what does it say in verse 11? I have told you this. Now, what's he going on to say? He said, there's a reason why I've told you to get hold of my love, why I'm telling you to continue in my love, why I'm telling you to obey my commands as I've obeyed the Father's commands. The reason, this is the reason. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Well, hallelujah. I can't read that verse without thinking you know, James chapter one, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. You know, look, it, it's in the scripture. If, if, it, if it was me writing the Bible, I wouldn't have put that in there. You know, if you're going through trials and tribulation and, and difficult times in the flesh, that's not how you want to learn, is it? Oh, you know, oh, that guy, he's going to learn his lesson with what he's doing. He's going to pay the price and learn his lesson, you know. We learn by our mistakes. We learn by our lessons, don't we? But as a believer, consider it pure joy. Why? Because your heart should be in the right place in the midst of trouble, in the midst of challenges. Where's your heart in the midst of all of this? What does it mean not just to have his joy? And this is the reward. This is the blessing. If we can truly have the revelation by the Spirit and by his grace, of his love, we can experience the richness of his joy. Nothing can knock you down. So how many times have you been knocked down today? Well, Esther's just woke up, so she hasn't had to do many times. <laughs> but how many times have you been in a place where the enemy sought to knock your joy down? And how do we get to that place where our joy is uh, is made complete, that your joy may be complete. Now, what does completion mean? It is finished, completion. It's brought to its fullness. It means the revelation of the joy of Yahovah is established within my life. Now, it doesn't mean that you know every aspect of joy. You'll experience more of the joy of Yahovah. You know, when was the last time you had that fresh experience of the joy of Yehovah? Well, you know, when something just happened and you just, you know, wow, it's like that, that uh, surprise, that just blessing in the presence of Yehovah, just something he did for you. It might have come through a revelation, might have come through a dream. It might be 
a word. It might even be a prophecy. It might be uh, just how someone had a word and shared it with you or blessed you or whatever. You know, answered prayer. What it, you know, what does it do in the area of your joy? It brings us to a place where it's not just about excitement and emotion. It brings us to a place of being established in the love of Yehovah. So we want to get to that place where we recognize, you know, what the reason is for what we are being reading here. So what some of the key things we need? We need to obey, okay? My joy in you, it completes your joy. So when we experience his joy, it completes our joy. Yeshua expects us to be faithfully obedient followers of him because he is the source of joy. Hallelujah. So, you know, let me just say that again because I need us to get that. Yeshua said, there's an expectation I have of you. You have salvation. You have my spirit within you. You've received my love. You've received my grace. Hallelujah. You are forgiven. You've been set free. We're walking in the love of Yehovah. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. I am the vine, you are the branches. Come on. His desire is that we bear fruit, and it all boils down to the power of love, doesn't it? You know, uh, is it Romans chapter 13? I can't remember the exact verse, but it talks about, uh, you know, if you don't have love, it doesn't matter what commandments or what you obey to, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 if it's not uh, about love then it counts for nothing it's not religion it's relationship hallelujah so he expects us to be faithfully obedient so how is our faithfulness great is his faithfulness so again we see his faithfulness and you know it becomes contagious doesn't it we take hold of his faithfulness in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the storm. So if you're facing challenges that you just don't know, and listen, I, I face this stuff all the time. Uh, you might think, ah, it's all right for you. You know, he's studying the Bible all the time and uh, being in full-time ministry and everything. You know, listen, there's challenges all the time. I have to rejoice in the faithfulness of Yehovah. We live by faith. That means we don't know the end from the beginning. We step out and we don't know what's going to take place and what is going to be within the next step. But we want to experience the joy of Yehovah. We want to have that gladness of heart that comes from knowing Elohim. So anyway, Romans, uh, Romans chapter 14. And the reason I want to bring a bunch of scriptures around what we're saying is because I just want us to hang out at this portion of scripture. And I want us to see that when Yeshua is speaking, it's a lot deeper than just the words on the page. There's many places that we can go just when we look at the context of what Yeshua is saying, and I'm just going down a direction. There's many directions. And this is what I'm saying. Listen, the scriptures is inexhaustible. You know, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Hannah was telling me to, tonight, her friend just read a book that was a huge book, should have taken, I don't know, 40 hours. It's, it's a 40, 50-hour audio book. 
and she read the entire book just today. Oh, it's just, oh, yeah, I read the book. Oh, yeah, great book. And um, I'm like, man, you know, that's that's pretty. <laughs> how, how do you do that? How do you, now, what was I saying about it? Yeah, it's in, inexhaustible. So, you know, even if you can read uh, an entire novel within a day, even if you could take the scriptures and, and read them all in, in the next 24 hours, and every 24 hours, there's still more to be found. There's still more for us to delve into. So in Romans chapter 14, in verse uh, 17, it says, For the kingdom of Elohim is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Ruach HaKodesh and the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Messiah in this way is pleasing to Elohim and receives human approval. Wow. Anyone who serves in this way. So what are we looking for? Look, <clears throat> we all love to eat. You all like to eat. I like to have a good meal. I like to have a good time of fellowship with others as well. But the kingdom of Yahweh is not a matter of eating and drinking. And look at the pleasure in fellowship and eating and drinking. No, it's a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we want to have our priorities set right in the presence of Yahovah. So in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, I want to read just the opening few verses. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, and you know, that's not a whole bunch of ghosts up there looking down watching what you're doing, the great cloud of witnesses. It's the testimony of what the Father has done within their lives through the Scriptures. It's the testimony. It's their testimony. It's the prophetic word that's looking down. That's what that great cloud of witnesses is. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so eagerly entangled. So what's it saying? It's the testimony of people who've gone before you. Look at uh, the hall of faith. Look at the life of Abraham. Look at the, the blessings of the patriarchs and all the things that they have done and the great exploits of faith, the life of Gideon. And, you know, what should it do? It should encourage us. It should help us to realize, listen, we can identify the glory of Yehovah in the lives of others. And this is the blessing about walking together as a community. We can encourage each other in the boldness of Yehovah to do exploits for his name and to walk in his ways. So let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so eagerly entangles and let us run with perseverance. There's that word again, persevere, come on. The race marked out for us. And you know, this is not perseverance that you're trying to live out your life in the spirit and in, in the flesh. It's not about your knowledge and your ability of perseverance. It's persevering in the spirit. It's understanding where our eyes are fixed. And that's what it goes on to say. Fix your eyes on Yeshua, the pioneer. He's the one who's gone before. He's the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scoring its shame, and sat down the right hand of the throne of Elohim. Consider him who endured such opposition 
from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Oh, let me let me tell you, when we get hold of the revelation of the love of Yehovah, of what it truly means to walk in his commandments and to walk in his ways, what are we going to experience? We're going to experience strength. We're going to experience vision. We're going to operate in purpose. And you know what? You're going to spur other people on to do good things for the kingdom. You're going to ignite in the hearts of others just, you know, a supernatural release. And I, I pray that as we are sharing today, you know, this is not just a talk. I don't want us just to talk about scripture. I want to see the release of the Ruach HaKodesh, the release of his spirit igniting a word within your heart, igniting a change within our walk, aligning us. That I, I want to... I want what we're talking about here today to be prophetic, to be uh, from an understanding when the word of Yehovah goes forth, it will accomplish that for which it has been sent. It will bring supernatural transformation. Hallelujah. We have got to delve into him. We need to know him in every area. We need to know him in the decisions that we're making. Are you acknowledging Yeshua in your decisions? We need to know him in our actions. We need to know him in our behavior. We need to know him in our fellowship. We need to know him as we spend time with him on a daily basis. Listen, you need today's daily bread. You know, you need fresh manna from heaven every single day. Don't get excited on what you heard last week or what the Holy Spirit did in your life last week. Listen, it's good to fast, but it's also good to partake of the bread of life on an ongoing basis. Amen? So don't fast from our fellowship in the presence of Yeshua. He's the very foundation of your life, of my life. Nothing happens without him. Amen? Because what does it say in John 15? You know, the fruit, the fruit that we, you know, our fruitfulness only comes from remaining in him. If we are not in him, you can't bear fruit. Now, you might bear fruits of doubt, fruits of uh, evil, but they're not fruits that last. The fruits that we are talking about here in chapter 15, these are fruits that last. So we have got to remain and another word I think about when we talk about remain, remain in my love, continue in my love. You know, we can also use the word abide, abide in him. You know, and, and that, that's more of like that love language of the spirit to abide in him. You know, shut out all of the noise of the world and abide in him. Verse 13, or where, where we got to verse 13? Yeah, that my joy may be complete. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So what's he explaining when he's saying this is my command? We're starting to realize that the commandments that we have been given, they're about relationship. That's why the Ten Commandments are given in Exodus chapter 20, it's the ketubah. It's the conditions of marriage. So first, the first part of the commandments are about our relationship with Yehovah. 
How's our relationship with God? <clears throat> the second part of the commandments is about our relationship with each other. Listen, there is a unity that is found in the love of Yahovah. Greater love has no one than this, that he will lay down his own life for one's friends. It's an interesting change on what we see here, because you could just picture the, the disciples being on edge in the midst of all of this. You know, Judas has already left. You know, Yeshua, he's washed the disciples' feet. He's doing all this funny stuff. Then he's telling them, don't let your hearts be troubled. He's like, change is coming. And what does everyone hate? Change. Can we just all keep it the same? We just all want it the same? Let's have it the <laughs> No, no, here comes change. Here comes pressure. We're going to move into a different realm. Greater love has no one than this, than he lays down his life for one uh, for one's friends. He's saying, listen, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to redemption. I'm committed to the new covenant. And maybe someone needs to hear this today. Maybe you need to hear that he is committed to you. Yeshua is committed to you. Why? Because he gave his life for you. He's already committed to you. Remain in me. Remain in me. Don't get caught up with what the enemy has to say. Don't get caught up with the ways of this world. But again, as we talk about this friendship, verse 14, you're my friend if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. But instead, I've called you friends for everything that I have learned from the Father, I've made known to you. That's powerful. Everything I've learned from the Father, I've made known to you. Now, how is he going to do that? That is supernatural, brothers and sisters. It's supernatural. So when you face that challenge that you just, that where there's, there's no way, you, you think, how can Yahovah do this? How can he break through? How can he bring salvation? How can he answer this prayer? How can he bring deliverance? How can he bring healing? What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to make known to you uh, everything that I have learned from the Father. I'm going to make it known to you. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you ability to stand up. Then what does he say? You didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Wow. Hallelujah. When we get that revelation that we have the mind of Messiah, that we can participate in the conversation of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Isn't that powerful? We can have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying as he reveals the very heart of the Father. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. These are all words of encouragement. You might have thought you chose him. But he said, listen, I chose you. I appointed you. I didn't just choose you. You are born again of the Spirit. You've been appointed for such a time as this. And I want to just speak a prophetic release right now. You know, we have got to wake up in the power and the mighty name of Yeshua, the Messiah, and recognize that we have his authority dwelling within us, that we have the divine nature that we are seated with him in heavenly places. You know, all these scriptures 
just keep coming to mind. I chose you. I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Wow. Some of the hardest things to deal with is our relationship with others. You've got to watch your heart when you start seeing the, the wrong, bad fruits coming from people that want to destroy relationships, that want to break down. And you've got to, you know, take that stand and say, you know, can you love your enemy? Can you love those who persecute you? How do we show the love of Yeshua in the midst of that? Why? His command is this, love each other. That means we've got to walk in his commandments. We've got to walk in his ways. We've got to understand his heart. And it's not too difficult. It's about abiding in him. So we're dealing with remaining in him. We're dealing with continue in my love. We're dealing with abide in my love. Oh, praise the name of Yeshua. Father, I want to thank you. I thank you, Father, that you are doing a good work within us, that it is a relationship that you have given us. I thank you, Father, that we can just go through these little verses just step by step and just experience the richness of who you are, Yeshua, and what you have done and what you have said. You said the advocate, the Ruach HaKodesh, he's going to come. The Father's going to send him in my name. He'll teach you all things. He'll remind you of everything that I've said to you. I thank you, Father, for the hard drive that you've given us. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, when you think your mind can't contain, can't understand, can't uh, hold his knowledge, the Spirit knows. He'll bring to your remembrance. You've got an extra hard drive. Hallelujah. Solid state drive. <laughs> we have an extra hard drive. So, Father, we just give you glory right now. If you're in a place where you just feel like you, you're not fighting the good fight, you, you, you feel like that the enemy's beating you up, then I, I just encourage you, just lift your hands before the Father right now and just cast your cares on him. Remember, as far as the east is from the west, if you do not forgive yourself, you cannot experience the forgiveness of Yehovah because you put yourself above the forgiveness of God. So you've got to release these things. You've got to let them go. You've got to experience the authority of, uh, you know, the provision that we are being given. And what's that provision? It's the Holy Spirit and his grace. You want to experience the love of Yehovah. You can't experience it without the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now to bring supernatural change within each and every one of our hearts. We love you. And I know we've gone on a little bit longer this evening, but, you know, I know the Holy Spirit's doing a work. I know he's ministering to people right now. Father, we worship you. We stand upon your promises there. Yes and amen. We celebrate the victory of your goodness. Help us to have a deeper revelation of your love, we pray. In Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay. 
Well, we're going to open things up because it's not over. Hallelujah. It's not over. Let's uh, let's share if uh, what we are talking about from uh, John 15 or maybe you've been meditating on 14, 15 and 16 and something. You just you just want to share what the Holy Spirit sent to you. Then we're a community. We're the body of Messiah. So let's just open up and share together this evening. And uh, welcome everyone on the, the the Facebook page as well. If you are joining us. Hold on. What's going on there? It's repeating. Oh, yeah. So we've got a number of people on there. Um, we've got Sharon. Yeah, we've got Ian there. Sharon's on there. Uh, we've got Victor. Blessings to you, Victor. Good to see you. We've got uh, Alyssa Miller. Blessings to you, Alyssa. Good to see you. Um, we've got uh, Glenn Lachance. Blessings. We've got Beans, Granny Beans. And we've got Leslie with us as well on the Facebook page. And oh, there's some uh, uh, comments there from uh, Victor and uh, Sal as well on there and Beans, Granny Brains. That's great. Hallelujah. So I'll post that into uh, the scriptures you've shared there. We'll post that. Or in fact, Esther, can you take the scripture Victor's put on there and put them on the, the chat on the Zoom call as well? That'd be cool. Anyway, I'm just going to open up. If you want to share, if you're on the Zoom call and you want to share, you can do that. If you have a prayer request or you have a testimony, you can also write things in the chat on the Facebook and we will share with you as well. Thank you, Father. We've got Josh with us as well. Blessings, Josh. We've also got Bob and Huguette that have joined us. Blessings to you. Hallelujah. Okay. Anyone want to share? I just want to say... Um... Can you hear me, Penny? I know yeah, my voice uh -huh. probably sounds a little different. It's not because I was sick. It's um, because I almost lost my voice. Everything, everything, everything that you have been talking about is exactly what I've been experiencing. Exactly what I've been experiencing. I can't even describe it. So... Lord, help me find the words. Friday, um, I experienced such a battle, such a darkness. And I fought, Brother Kenny. I fought and I fought. And all day long, I was pressing in. And all day long, I was crying. And I lost my voice. And I just, it was so painful. And um, earlier today, the Lord showed me when he was in the Mount of Olives and he was in so much agony. He was sweating blood in the book of Luke. And he was in so much anguish and he was in so much agony and so much darkness. He was in the fight, a fight of his life, but not to survive, but to give it, to give his life. He was being prepared, and that was after the angel strengthened him. Like, I don't know if anybody else on this call, I don't know if anybody else has experienced so much darkness that they couldn't take it, and it just caused them to, to you know, to break. It just breaks you because, you know, pain turns into anger because you don't know what to do with pain. You, you don't know what to do with all this extra 
energy that you've used all day to just press in, to cry out to God for some release, for some breakthrough, and it still hasn't happened. And you just start feeling like he's just watching you suffer. You just start losing your faith. You just start breaking, you know, and, and, and God didn't do that. Yeshua didn't do that. He's so perfect. He's so perfect in the midst of the darkest agony and anguish that you could ever possibly experience. He showed that he was God. He was not just a man, that he was the only person who could take that upon himself for us, for our sins, for our brokenness. And this timing is so perfect because all day today it's been snowing. And he washes us whiter than snow with his blood, with the anguish that he took upon himself. And he gives us the strength every time to just uh, be forgiven. It's through our weakness that he is strong. He gives us the strength to accept his love, to accept his grace, to accept his mercy. This is the gospel. This is the good news that what the enemy thought he could use to destroy us, God has used to strengthen us, to strengthen our faith each time we go from glory to glory. <laughs> and every time I think I can't take anymore, it's going to happen again. I know <laughs> the fire comes to refine, but it also comes because his love is hotter than anything. His passion is greater. You know, it's just so good. It's so good. We drown in his love. And so it's just another opportunity to die to ourselves, to him, to be a laid down lover, to sacrifice our emotions, to sacrifice ourselves, to sacrifice what we think we know whenever we start losing it, whenever we think he's not good, whenever we think he's just watching us suffer, whenever we think he's not there with us, he is, his blood never dies, he is, the Bible says it is written in his word that he always lives to intercede. He always lives to intercede. He always lives to intercede. So he's praying with us as we press in and we all we can see is darkness and all we can feel is anguish. We wonder where our deliverance is. We wonder where our freedom is. We wonder where our savior is. He's right there. He's interceding for us. He bled for us. It's already been done. That's why he said it's finished. His blood speaks a greater word. Whose report are we going to believe? His blood speaks a greater word. It never dies. Amen, sister. You know, as you're, as you're sharing there, I just want to read a couple of scriptures because, you know, I think what we're talking about as we move into experience the fullness, the completeness of joy, it brings us to that place that even in the midst of those darkest times, you're not in the place of anger. You're not in the place of losing your faith or, um, you know, that's, that's what the enemy wants you to be experiencing in that place. You know, the victory in experiencing the perfection of joy, the completeness of joy and what we're reading there. Like, you know, in Sam Ferry, it says in verse five, for the anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So we have those times where we have the weeping. And in 2 Corinthians chapter four, 
it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. So as we go through spiritual warfare, we've got to learn to adapt our intercession and our warfare, not from the place of escaping darkness, but from a place of bringing the light. So we bring the light, the joy of Yehovah, into that uh, tempest. And in the midst of that storm, you know what's powerful about the midst of that storm? You could be in that hurricane, but in the eye of that storm, it's perfect peace. So the center is the place of peace. And, and I just want to encourage you, sister, uh, because what the enemy can do is he can engage you in a form of warfare where it's always about pulling you down into a place of insignificance, of loss. Uh, you know, of course, we lose ourselves in him, yeah? But if we're losing ourselves in him and it's causing us to be angry, doubting our salvation, where is Yahweh within our life, then it's not, it's not the right spirit. We should be strengthened in him so that when we go through those times, supernaturally, by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, we have the ability to stand. And, you know, he gives, he takes away, but hear the word of Yahovah, blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. So it's changing our cry in the place of brokenness. It's changing our, our cry as we're dealing with the traumas of the past, of the things of life. It's recognizing, I'm going to fight this battle from the position of being a new creation. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, we're not taken to a place of the loss of uh, our salvation or the brokenness of our worth or our ability. <clears throat> Every time we go into a place of attack, the enemy wants to know where you're at. He wants to know where I'm at. And how do I know where I'm at? Well, you just go get a hammer. You know, if I just uh, whacked Ian's thumb with the hammer when he wasn't expecting it, you know, what? how do I understand what's going on with his heart? It's what's going to come out of his mouth because I just hit him with a hammer. If it's all the bad stuff <laughs> that just happened to come out because this dramatic event took place, then it's not the right the response. So how do we create the right response in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the brokenness? And um, I, I appreciate you sharing what you were sharing there, but I just, I just wanted to add that element because this is why we're a community, isn't it? So we can encourage each other through warfare, through the heart, through the pain, through the things that we are experiencing. So what do we want to accomplish? That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. There is no temptation sees me except what is common to man. He is faithful and just. Hallelujah. He will give you the ability to stand up under it. He's given us the authority. And as we grow in our faith, we will not be drawn to a place where we feel like we're on the verge of losing our salvation or brokenness of our life if we're in the Spirit, because the Spirit brings forth life, not death. 
The Spirit brings forth victory, not defeat. It's faith, not fear. Hallelujah. And uh, I really believe that's an important word for you, my sister, today, uh, because I know that you're spiritually sensitive, and that's great, right? And and I, I encourage you, because we need to be spiritually aware, you know? Sometimes we have seasons more where we're... Uh, we're experiencing a lot more of the supernatural in the areas of visions. Uh, uh, you know, we're taken in the spirit and different things are happening within our lives. And, and these things are, are important within our walk. But if we are in the midst of intercession, in the midst of pressing through and it's breaking us down, that is not, that's not what it means to die to self. You're already dead to self. Now you're in him. So how do we face that challenge with the victory of the life of Yehovah? And uh, wow, I, I just I just believe that that's uh, um, a, a shifting. The the Holy Spirit's sent to you, sister. It's a shifting in this season of how you engage in warfare and how you deal with a situation. You know. Sometimes before we start, what's our rehearsal? You know, listen, we're called to rehearse, yeah? We prepare your minds for action. How do we prepare? How do we uh, continue to walk this out? Adding to our faith, uh, listening to the commands of Yeshua. He's saying, I'm taking you from glory to glory. I'm building you up so that when the challenge comes, you now have a different level of authority in the midst of that challenge. And uh, he's creating backbone within us of victory uh, for overcoming. Um, I hope, uh, you know, uh, you receive that, but I just really feel that's a word for you um, this evening. I just really felt that from the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I don't know if you want to respond to that, Dara, or if you if we'll just move on. If someone else wants to share, that's fine too. No problem. Anyone else want to share? Oh, we thank you, Father, for your work. Yeah, you Daria, I just feel that you're being prepared for a future work. Heavenly Father has you in the, in the midst of a furnace, and he's forming the gold. And through these trials and tribulations that you're going through, you're in a training ground. And every victory that you um, gain, even if it's not a perceived victory in you, Christ in you is gaining the victory. You're going to learn something in the fray of the battle, and he's going to use that for future purposes so that you can minister to other people. And also, uh, Kenny, I really uh, appreciate your encouragement and your excitement, your zeal in what you've been saying. And you said something, Kenny, like I'm hoping there might be a prophetic word out there or something for this, uh, for what you're talking about. And then my, my pen just started kind of writing. <laughs> so this is what I seem to have gotten uh, just this few minutes. Yahweh this day is encouraging, bringing hope, and empowering an army that he himself is raising up. These are ones who are unscathed by the attacks of the enemy of their soul. 
These are those who no longer have the smell of death upon them, but have the fragrance of life in the Spirit, and have the fragrance of Christ upon their lives, along with the seal of the Ruach HaKodesh. These are those empowered to do the work of Yahweh, deputized, authorized by the power of the Almighty to do His bidding. Whatever I ask you to do, I empower you to do it. So have no fear, for I myself am with you. So continue in me, and I will, re- I will reveal more of myself and more of my power to release to those captives around you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. That's awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, I was sharing as well. I'm seeing something that, um, just going back in the spirit, and Father was reminding me of something that happened to me many years ago. I was um, just standing in the gap interceding, and what I saw while I was on my face was Father allowed my spirit to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. I had not been there uh, physically, but spiritually I knew I had been there. And while I was there, Father revealed to me that exact of Yeshua's agony was so tremendous of the shedding of blood through his pores. And the doctors say that in the natural, when that happens, a person normally dies when they uh, sweat blood. And as I was seeing this, Father was showing me that every drop, every tear, every... Uh, ounce of him was standing the gap for all of mankind and for all those who would receive him as that free gift of salvation, Yeshua. And what I saw in the spirit was that there was nothing missing. And then he brought me to the place of Abraham as Abraham was sojourning in a strange land. Isn't that how we are, that he wants us to see ourselves as ambassadors, as coming into this strange land, even if you're not moving, but as you are moving in the things of the Spirit, you are entering into a new place, and you're coming into um, uh, a level of understanding that Father wants you to transition into, And as painful as it is when we transition, as hard as it is, it's very, very important that we allow it to happen. And then we um, are brought spiritually into another place where we can face the tomorrows of what Father has for us. And I remembered she was sharing that years later I was privileged to go to the land to go into Jerusalem and as I was going through the Garden of Gethsemane I went through that experience all over again and spiritually I was seeing him interceding for us and that we never have to feel alone that he is forever interceding and as I was standing in the gap praying uh, for my son and it He's in a place of darkness, and I believe that Father is bringing him through. 
and I didn't know at the time exactly how he's going to do it. Couldn't put my finger on it. I had no evidence of it in the natural. In the spirit, I knew there was a breakthrough that day. And as they were calling me and saying, we need to move on because we're with a tour group. We need to move on. We're going to the next place. Don't you want to go into this building or that building? And I said, no, this is where he was. He, yeah, I, I almost felt like I was close to the tree where he had prayed. And as they walked away and they were kind of giving up on me, I look up. And there's my son's name. There was a dedicated tree with my son's name on it. And I took a picture of it, and I thought, Father had this happen. If I had uh, gone with the tour group and gone into the cathedral or whatever they call the false uh, Garden of Gethsemane, I knew that I would not have seen that, that no matter what we go through, when you're just about to give up, he is right there, and he's answering the prayer. He's going to see us through those hard times, and then you are being prepared for what is to come. Don't give up. Don't give up. He is right there with you. In Yeshua's name, I speak that over anybody who needs to receive that today. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank Hallelujah. You. That was great. You know, it's it's not giving up, it's getting up, isn't it? You know, pressing forward in the spirit. We have we have authority. I like what you said about being deputized and authorized, you know. If the enemy can just keep us dumb on the authority that we hold, <laughs> you know, that's that's all he wants to do. He just wants us to not understand the authority that we're called to walk in. Thank you, Father. Right. It's a day of victory. Yeah. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Father. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, everything that you've been talking about, Kenny, has definitely been confirmation, and especially that, my beloved sister. Um, and you said it's the getting up, Kenny, and that's kind of what I was focusing on earlier in that scripture is yeah. when he finished praying and he rose he got up after all of that agonizing anguish i mean it it can make you go absolutely insane it can make you go crazy the anguish the he was able to get up. He was yeah. able to get up from all of that. And I know he was experiencing so much more than any of the anguish that I have been experiencing because, I mean, this has been going on for almost 10 years now. And there have been times where I worshipped him through it. But, you know, and I died to myself, but it's so hard to get up from that when it doesn't stop, when it doesn't end, when you can't see the end, you know, and you, you can bring the light, you can, but for how long after 
two hours, after four hours, after 10 hours, I still haven't eaten, you know, like I'm still fasting and you have to eat to survive. There comes a time when, you know, he, <laughs> it's just too much. That's why he showed that verse to me. I don't think people really understand. Sister, I don't think you still even could understand the anguish he went through, even though he showed it to you. I still don't understand it. Even after all the, you know, 10 years of anguish he's put me through, and I've had to die constantly. That's why I said earlier, I know it's going to happen again. I know it will. But each time I get stronger, each time he always blesses me with something else, each time I always experience more revelation, each time there's always <laughs> the blessing is always greater than the pain, the joy is always more than the mourning, you know, each time there's always something that he's like, you know what? I knew you couldn't do it. That's why I did it on the Mount of Olives. That's why I did it in the garden. That's why I'm the only one who could ever do it. And I'm co you've, you're covered in my blood. You're covered in every drop of sweat of blood. That was, I mean, every drop of blood covered the earth. He might have been here walking as a human looking like a man, but as God Every drop of blood covered just this tiny little blue dot in the never-ending expanding universe and the never-ending expanding cosmos that we, can, we can't wrap our minds around who this God is. Even if he looks like a man, he was commanding angels in the spirit even as an infant. That is who died for us. He is the God of creation. Yes, Our God is one. He is amazing. He's more than we can't understand the anguish that he went through just for us, for our brokenness, so that we could be whole, so that we could have that power, so that we could have that authority, so that we could be whole. He covered the earth with every drop of blood, and that blood is still alive today it's still moving his white blood cells are still living he's still covering people in his blood it is done the work of the cross it is finished thank you lord amen as you're sharing that i just feel like what the spirit is saying to your sister there's a change in the season there's a change in the season i just believe that he's going to move you into a new dimension of the spirit in this season and uh, it's not going to be warfare like you've been engaged in in the past there's a shifting and you know it happens to all of us spiritually there's times where things change and i, I just really sense prophetically that you're going to be experiencing some incredible changes it's not going to be about the Look, we do life. We have life. Life comes at us all day, but you have seasons, you have mountaintops, you have valleys. And I just feel that the Holy Spirit is saying to you that this is a change of season that you're coming into, a time of refreshing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, listen, it's been a real blessing to be on the call uh, 
today and just the fellowship. Um, and man, I really sense the spirit is doing a mighty work here. It's getting now to quarter to 12 here in Israel. So it would be all right if I wasn't one of those early risers, you know. <laughs> but um, we're going to bring the call to an end right now. We've got quite a number of people on the Facebook page as well. So uh, great to see everyone on there. And I uh, just want to pray for Daryl and uh, Madeline. They've been really sick these past few weeks and just trying to get through it all. So we just ask, Father, for Daryl and Madeline in Arlington, Texas, that you just bless them and strengthen them in Yeshua's name. I pray, Father, for everyone on the call, for everyone that's uh, on uh, our Facebook page as well, for Joseph um, and for uh, Keith and uh, Liverpool, blessings to you. And we just ask, Father, that you strengthen each and every one of our families that you take us into a new dimension in the spirit, Father, that you align us uh, for victory, Father, that you have called us to be overcomers in your spirit. So we pray, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray, Father, for there to be a shifting here in the land of Israel, that there'll be a supernatural turnaround, that the name of Yeshua will be lifted high. Yeshua, he is the Messiah. Yeshua of Nazareth is the Messiah. And we ask, Father, for there to be uh, just a, a real move of divine appointments, holy assignments. But we also uh, come against the uh, assignments in the heavenlies and all the demonic principalities over this region. You've given us authority to pull down uh, their agenda, their assignment. We come against uh, Hamas and the works that they are doing and the spirits that's behind them and we ask you Father to bring victory uh, not just in the area of war but we pray Father for the ideologies that they've been taught, the young people have been taught, Father that you will set them free, that even through all of this that, uh, that salvation will come to many, we know that thousands of uh, believers, be it religious or born again, were massacred in Gaza, 7,000. And we ask, Father, that Yeshua, you will be glorified. And we're not just talking about religion, but it's about relationship, that people will be born again, that people will have revelation of you, Yeshua. Father, we just pray for an open heaven over Israel, an open heaven to bring deliverance the true deliverance and savior that we need today. In Yeshua's name, we worship you, Father. So Father, over all of our households, all of our families, Father, you know the cries of our heart. And we just rejoice in this portion of scripture that you have given us instruction. You've given us a way to walk. You've given us order. And we pray that your order will be established within our lives. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. If uh, if you have a word that you feel you want to share and you haven't shared, I don't want you to get off the call and not to share. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, take your...
Was that someone shouting out? Yeah, I was just going to say, Kenny. Uh huh. Sharon, you can put your mic on. Yeah, on you go. I can hear you. Right. The um, our problem with the hostages. Oh, sorry. I um, sorry, Sharon's mic was on. The problem. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, sorry. Um, as she's talking, I, I got in my spirit about the um, story of the um, hostages that were in um, Kabul in uh, 2001 and uh, um, how many of us were praying around the world for them. And uh, um, there was people I knew where we used to live that personally knew some of the hostages. And uh, so we was really fervently praying for them. I can't remember how many it was now, whether it was seven of them, but there was two Australians, there was at least three Germans and two or more Americans. And uh, um, they got... Uh, threatened with uh, put into court in Kabul, um, was threatened to be executed several times, and then um, they got moved from one place to another, and uh, the Taliban were eventually trying to move them um, south to um, Akida stronghold, and uh, on the way there. Um, they got left in um, a really rank prison. And uh, then another group took over looking after them. And, uh, but somehow, one to another, one to another, um, the Lord was using it. And um, eventually, um, the... Um, American special forces found out where they was and uh, they managed to escape into an open place and they'd got one satellite phone with virtually no battery power on it and they was able to um, uh, just make one call and the special forces managed to get the coordinates and um, they're virtually given up thinking no no we're not going to be saved it's middle of the night in darkness and uh, um, the thought somebody uh, from the Taliban had found them. And then the praise the Lord, because it was American Special Forces and they got flown out. So we pray that, Lord, you do some miracle and hostages that um, would otherwise not be found, be found in Yeshua. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's Hallelujah. It. Yes, we ask for breakthrough for more to be released. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Hallelujah. Bless you. All right. Let's take our uh, uh, mutes off. Thank you, everyone, for participating, being part of the call today. We love and appreciate you all and uh, look forward to catching up with you 
in the week. I don't know what date we're at right now. Oh, we got we have Hanukkah coming up uh, on the tenth of December. We're we're a slight different date to the Jewish calendar here. I don't know what I think there's the sixth or something. We're the or the eighth or the tenth. Twelve. Is it the twelfth? We're the tenth. I think it is. Twelfth on my calendar. Yeah. Seventh on ours. <laughs> yeah so anyway we're coming in the hanukkah season as well yeah. the time of uh dedication and uh it's, it's a great season as well it's not a required biblical feast but there's a lot of things that we can rejoice over at this season yeah. as well all right guys take your mutes off let's say shalom shalom thanks for joining us and thanks esther for co-hosting We'll see you all later. Okay, shalom, shalom. Everyone on the Facebook page, shalom, shalom. Love and appreciate you guys. Okay, bye-bye.